0: Gons. <laughs> oh, pj guns. Pj.
1: P-J- Gons. Pg. Pg 13. If you ever wear a, if you ever play a sport, make sure your number is 13.
2: Yeah. Pg
3: 13. Oh, no,
2: it's pj. Pj guns. Yeah, yeah, but we're just gonna go by p and oh, yeah? G. Pj 13. If you ever get married, to me, it's gonna be <laughs> pp. <laughs>
3: pp. Pp for my Mongoli. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so Um, do this. Yeah, let's do it, man. All right. (laughs) Let's talk about DL Hughley. Today's episode is about (laughs) DL (laughs) Hughley. What happened to that guy? He still
2: does something. I was looking at YouTube video with like him and Dave Chappelle, like at the BET Awards or whatever, and like they were trying to like do like this next performance, and then like DL Hughley was trying to be funny, and Dave Chappelle was like, "Motherfucker, you ain't fucking funny," and like he went on this like whole like five minute thing. Like, it was fucking hilarious. And, like, BT like, had to cut it. <laughs> and they were like, all right, Dave, we got to redo that again because you just totally took over. And, like, because like, he had the whole audience, like, cracking up. Even D.L. Yeah. Hughley couldn't even come back. And he was all right, we got to do that again because, like, that was just basically five minutes of stand-up. And all we need is, like, an intro for, like, uh, the Migos or whatever. Uh-huh. And Dave Spell's like, fuck it. Oh, this next artist is whack as fuck or whatever. And, like, it was <laughs> the fucking most hilarious thing ever. So
1: This is the most anyone's talked about D.L. Hughley in, like, 10 years. You'll be modest. I, I was guess. gonna say fifteen years.
2: Didn't he have a TV show?
1: <laughs> the Dio Hoogly show.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every like washed up comic like has like a like a, an a CBS like like sitcom or like an ABC sitcom that like no one watches. Oh, where he plays the dad. Yeah, and, and, like he has like a like over the top hot
1: wife or whatever, and like, Ugh. yeah. That already sounds. Hey, I'm sure that's around. I'll Google it. Yeah. He has but, HIV. Probably. Hmm. Does he? Oh, you said probably at the end. Uh, no. no. We can't deny that We're just accusing him. eggs? <laughs> 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 Wait,
4: one and a half men?
1: No, I that's, that's, that, what I that's
4: Charlie saying. Sheen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah,
1: they're Plums. talking about an African <laughs> Am-
2: American comic. Oh, yeah. Oh, see. No. Alright, anyways. <laughs> anyways, welcome to Where episode 19. This is not about D.L. Hughley. This is about more. No. <laughs> <laughs> not after that incident. This one's about ghost stories. So we're all sitting around here. Um, we got two guests on the podcast. We got Autumn Jimenez and my girlfriend PJ Gons. <laughs> PG-13. Yeah, PG-13. Thank you. Thank you. She's yeah. a, she's an all-star point guard for the LA Sparks. <laughs> Why don't you say hi to the audience, everybody?
3: Hi, everybody.
2: Oh, that was nice. Mm. I have a radio voice. No,
3: I do not. What's up?
2: <laughs> <All right. laughs> you gotta say that louder. Hey, that's pretty good.
3: What's up, Sodom? How's
4: it going?
2: Did you say this is Sodom? So- Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah.
4: Sodom and Gomorrah.
2: Sodom, you call me Sodom and Gomorrah. We've, we've already comment? earned the explicit like content now on this episode. Yeah. Okay. But okay. we talked about already about Aids and Sodomy. Okay. Sorry. That Sodom and Go-
1: is that what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah? That was my fault. Yeah, I feel like I fit right in. Anyways, what's <laughs> topic number? One?
2: Well, we're still in and this this is the Halloween episode, the official Halloween episode to close out our month of October. So we're at episode nineteen and we're gonna be talking about ghost stories. So um, I think each one of us has like a personal story you wanna share. I think mine I already shared before, but yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and share it again. And then I'm probably gonna talk about some local legends, some ghost stories and paranormal activity and then Yeah. What are you, what are you gonna be talking about?
1: I'm talking about a pretty crazy thing that happened to me. Ooh. Potentially. Sounds sexual. I'll- <laughs> I like to start if you don't mind.
2: <laughs> Nah, this is just the intro because I still oh, gotta, damn. I still gotta commit um an FBI felony right. by like ripping off some YouTube song and then yeah, putting it, it on here. It. So but oh, anyways everybody, uh please make sure you go to iTunes and download our episodes and subscribe and tell all your friends, your mom, your dad, and have fun. This
0: is it. Yeah Life was Midnight chilling at AM, PM. Cooling, <laughs> apple. One,
1: Two and drinking out one you can get like some high quality like decent shit. The yeah. yeah. The oh cool God. thing oh. about well, they have old Target stuff there. Like, yeah. like not even that old. It's like months old, and it's like seventy five percent off.
3: Do you know who else does that? I do well. Yeah. I oh go, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, like 99% of her stuff. In a while. I've been such a, like, stuck-up. Oh. I dragged
3: Jacob on the week.
2: But, you can't go to the Goodwill that's on fucking, um, by our house. You have awesome. to go to the one in Oildale.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <Steel boys>. <laughs> Those <laughs> ladies He's don't care. Yeah. Oh no, you
1: will Once you go to Oildale, you'll never wanna come back. Dude,
2: I fucking hate Oildale. If I don't have to be in Oildale, like, like, to me, like, I know this is the ghost story episode, but like anytime I go to Oildale, it's like the most frightening experience because it's like, yeah. I know I'm half white and I'm probably like the most white looking person at this table, but I get like legit anxiety every time I go to the fucking Oildale. <sighs> really? Yeah. Like, well, I remember one time I was working at McDonald's Wait, too. and um, I had a black friend and he was from LA and we, he was like, oh man, I always hear about this place called Oildale. Like you never want to be there. And I was like. Well, to be honest with you, man, I haven't been there since the 80s. Like, my mom had a friend out there. We used to go. It's like really, like, trailer trash, basically. And he's like, Oh, man, I want to check that out. And I was like, <laughs> All right. And so, like, we got off of work. It was like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, Okay. So we took a, uh, that Roberts Lane exit or whatever. And we got off, like, on mm-hmm. some random street. And I was like, Well, this is Oildale. It's just, mm-hmm. like, the white ghetto, basically.
0: Happiest place on earth.
2: Yeah. And so, Cuckoo Landia k oh god oh. but um yeah like we turned on some random street and shit you not as soon as we like turned in there was like three like big like fat like hillbillies like with big old bubble guts like hanging out and it looked like an episode of King of the Hill except like they had like a lynch um hanging from one of like their dead trees Jesus. and like on their like broken ass like garage door like it was like three swastikas and I was like god damn pretty cool this is yeah. Bush's America yeah
3: when, when
2: was that? America? I don't know, it was like two thousand and four. Uh, oh. Like t- like two thousand sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> November two thousand sixteen.
1: Two thousand seventeen. Oh, yeah. I remember a- oh sorry.
3: Oh
1: no, go uh, ahead. Oh uh, I remember one time my friend Anthony, um, he picked me up and he's like, Hey man, you wanna go see a monkey? And so like he took me to like some house in Oldville. Yes. Yeah, I was like, Oh hell yeah, I wanna see a monkey. So he picked up like I don't know, like two other kids who were super young. And, like, we went to some house in oil, though that had a monkey in its backyard. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, we were just, like, throwing rocks at it. Like a real monkey? Yeah, it was a real monkey. And you were throwing, we were throwing rocks Like <laughs> Okay, yeah, the reason we were throwing rocks at it was because eventually it gets so mad it starts throwing its poop at you. Animal
3: at, abuse. Oh, no. We were,
1: actually, we were throwing the rocks towards it, not at it. We just wanted oh, okay. to agitate it. And then once it started throwing the poop at us, we ran. That's
3: so
1: weird that they had a monkey. Oh, so it fun. looked like a chimpanzee. Wait, what kind of monkey? I don't know. It was like a. It was like a not a chimpanzee, but it was like a baboon, like one of those aggressive as monkeys. What I mean, the did fuck? It, what
4: did its ass look like?
1: It was red, obviously.
4: And blue or just red? I
1: don't remember. It looked like Rafiki from the Lion King. Kind of looked like Rafiki from the Lion. King. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> fuck,
4: why was that? Yeah, it was yet? clearly
1: there illegally. Jesus Christ. Yeah. See, that's why I'm afraid of oil, though. Like yeah, kind of random... you, don't know, yeah, you think like you're a tough guy too, run into a baboon. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> what
1: the fuck? The baboon has a fucking Ku Klux Klan
2: thing. <laughs> he's is. a leader.
4: Oh, God.
2: Anyways, speaking of scary shit, um, let's start with some ghost stories, why don't we? Yeah. So, okay. you Art don't...
3: said he wants to go first. Oh, man. He's, he's dying. I know you're, dro- you're frothing at
2: the mouth. Yell it
1: right. out. Mine's not that good. Well, that's okay. We'll start with the uh, worst and end with the best. (laughs) (laughs) mine's... Go ahead. (laughs) uh,
4: I think someone... I don't know. I'll I'll tell mine because
1: mine's meant to be funny. So, oh, damn it. I don't want to do it. It was just going to be the Patrick Swayze ghost story.
2: Patrick Swayze ghost (laughs) story? Yeah,
1: so that time that... um, I died and I came back as a ghost oh. sorry I was gonna do that for a really long time but go. <laughs> go
3: on <laughs> well,
1: well. I was gonna see until you guys figured it out like, I just realized I'd never actually seen that movie so. oh, okay ghost like we're fucking yeah, Whoopi Goldberg again. Yeah. I was gonna tell you guys a story about how like I had to use a cat so the cat could see me and Nah. You were best friends with Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg was a sidekick. I needed her to come back. And then we like made a boss.
3: Is that song yeah. in
1: there? That's yeah. a good movie,
0: though. Yeah. Nah. I,
2: remember I remember my mom watching. cried. My okay. mom did, too. Yeah? Sensitive-ass mother huh? song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. anyways,
2: right. let's start with some actual ghost stories here. So, um... I already told this ghost story, like, on our Conspiracy Theory episode, but fuck it. I might as well get the ball rolling with mine or whatever, so. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have a couple of them, but anyways, when I was six years old, uh, we moved to this house that was located right behind the Greenlawn Cemetery on River and Panorama. And my mom, she was a single mom. She didn't have a lot of money, but she wanted to keep me in the same school district because a lot of my mom's scars, like, growing up was that she moved from L.A., salt lake city which is like fucking night and day so she was, she was like determined okay i'm gonna keep them in the same school district so we can have all the same friends but i'm sick of renting and i just want to buy a house so whatever money she had she bought this house and it's located right behind the cemetery and it, it like i'll be honest with you it was a fucking dump and we probably spent maybe like a month or so before actually moving into this house like doing yard work like because the grass was like maybe like five feet high up in the air um, you know, patching holes in the walls, shampooing carpets, um, bombing the house for cockroaches and stuff. Because it was, it was just a total dump. But it was, at this time, it was all my mom could afford. So, um, I remember when we finally moved into that house. Um, the first night was probably one of the scariest nights of my life. So, my, my mom's whole old neighborhood helped us move in or whatever. And so, there's boxes and tacks and things everywhere. And so... We're exhausted. I have school the next day. So, my mom's just like, hey, I need you to take a bath so we can get ready. Got a long day tomorrow. I need to, you know, do change of address forms at the post office and stuff. We got to wake up early. So, I'm taking a bath. I'm six years old. And, you know, the door was open to the bathroom. And, um, because I'm six years old, my mom doesn't want me drowning or whatever. She was responsible. <laughs> and so, anyways,
1: hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all the responsible moms out there. Yeah.
2: So, anyways, um, I'm you know jumping, getting ready to jump in the bath, and I hear this voice call out my name. Now, the only two people that are in this house was just me and my mom. My mom had went outside to go get like the mail or talk to one of the neighbors or something. So she was about like a hundred feet out, like she and she was out in the front yard, and I hear this voice say my name, Jacob, Jacob, come here. And it wasn't even a distinguishable voice. It wasn't a guy's voice it wasn't a a lady's voice i I couldn't tell who it was it was a a gender neutral voice if you will and so i was like what the fuck that's weird and so i immediately like run out outside to my mom and she says what the hell are you doing here you're supposed to be taking a bath And i was like mom i heard a voice i heard a voice saying my name she goes you're fucking crazy you're just tired just go take a bath because we got a long day ahead of us so we get some Like we get some Kentucky Fried Chicken. We go. We get some KFC. Maybe this is part, this is a part of it, right?
1: Here. That's probably where all the demonic stuff started.
2: I, I probably man. That place gives me the bubble guts all the yeah. time. So we get some KFC. We eat it, and I go to bed. Now, just I'm going into my room. You know, I I barely have all of my sheets or anything. So I go to go to sleep on my bunk bed that isn't even put together yet. It's just basically just a mattress. On top of the other mattress is supposed to go above mine. So I'm elevated. So that's a big part of this story. So I go into my room, I shut the door, and I try to go to sleep. For whatever reason, I can't fall asleep. Like I'm just like wide awake. And then all of a sudden, I see my door open, and I'm thinking it's my mom. But then I realize, okay, that's too tall to be my mom. And I just see this tall, dark silhouette walk into my room just slowly like it's the fucking undertaker or whatever <laughs> and it's just watching me intently like i can feel it's like presence staring at me and it's just walking slowly and slowly and slowly slowly towards me and it turns and it goes and it sits right in front of me indian style on top of the treasure chest i had in front of my bed and just watches me sleep for the next eight hours and this whole time i very <laughs> nice of him. His name was harvey weinstein <laughs> but, yeah. but no, I don't fall asleep this whole time, and I just remember being petrified. I couldn't move, I couldn't um, do anything. I was just petrified, just there. And I know I didn't fall asleep, and I know it wasn't sleep paralysis, because I no, I know this because as the sun was coming up, like the the shadow slowly dissipated, and it just I was watching him or her or whatever it was, and it was watching me. And as the sun came up. It just slowly just started to dissipate until my mom came in my room. And I remember telling my mom, Mom, something came into my room and it was like a man or something and it was watching me for like the whole night. I didn't go to bed at all. I was like, I can't go to school. There's something crazy in here. And she goes, you know what? Something crazy happened to me too. So my mom, while I'm going through all of this, my mom has like one of those old like 80s water beds or whatever. So... She's, and like I said, there's like thumbtacks, there's nails, there's all sorts of stuff everywhere. And she said she heard something open her door yeah. and start throwing like nails and thumbtacks at the headboard. And she first at first she thought it was me. And she says she, says she yelled out, she goes, Jacob, knock it off. You're going to punch a hole in my waterbed. And when nothing responded, she got really freaked out. Now, mind you, this whole time that this was happening, I never heard my mom yell this out because she's adamant to this day that she yelled it out like, Jacob, knock it off. Because I think at this time, if my mom would have yelled or said something, I probably would have ran right to her room. (laughs) But I didn't hear shit. But she swears to God that she saw something walk into her room and start throwing, like, thumbnails and and, uh, thumbtacks and and nails at her headboard or whatever. And she said that whole night when she um, said she was about to wake up in the morning, she expected to see, like, a whole, like bunch of like thumb ta- thumb tacks and nails and stuff everywhere she didn't see shit so she tells me all of this and we're kind of freaking out and so she's like you know what let's just forget about it uh, we'll call somebody um, and at this time my cousin my, co- my mom's cousin was married to a preacher and so she's like we'll just call Terry we'll have him come out here and give the house a blessing or whatever and you know we'll go from there but you know something something's crazy up with this house And so, right after she does this, all of a sudden we hear just a knock in the middle of the the room. And at first we think, okay, maybe somebody's at the door. So we go and look at the front door. Nothing's there. Then we hear it again. And they're like, where the fuck is this coming from? And so we wait a little bit longer. We start, you know... I, like eating breakfast or whatever, tying my shoes to get ready for school or whatever, and we hear it again. And it's coming from the middle of the house. Now, mind you, this wall is probably about four inches thin, and there's no way anything or anybody could be in there because on the other side of that wall is my bedroom. And on the front, the other side of that wall is the living room where we're at. So there's no possible way anything's in that in that, that crawl space. It's... it's, it's There's nothing hollow that could be in there. So my mom's freaking out. She calls the priest. He comes by. He throws some holy water or whatever, and he says, Okay, you should be fine now. Everything's good. I said a prayer for you guys. You know, there's probably some bad spirits in here. Now, some background on this house. My mom bought it from somebody who was a heroin addict. And not only was she a heroin addict, the lady she bought it from, but she was also a devil worshiper. And when I say a devil worshiper, I'm talking about candles, candles, Cloaks and all that shit. Because later on, um, our neighbors were like, would tell us these stories that you know they would have these you know these, these all night you know seances or rituals that would go on until you know the early morning, and you'd all you would see in the house was just a bunch of like candles everywhere and a bunch of you know chants going on, and they would just march in their cloaks to the cemetery, which was right across the street. Yeah and eventually like because we shampooed the carpet maybe like about six or seven times and when we got the cleanest this carpet could ever get we found a pentagram in the middle of the living room um with uh candle wax perfect pentagram just in the middle of this house so if you come to my house now it's all hardwood floors because we ripped everything out of there and got rid of it um but also, too, we would see weird shit throughout the week. Like, all of a sudden, we'd get home, and there'd be footprints on top of the, um, the ceiling. Like, somebody was walking through dirt, and then just all of a sudden, just started walking through the ceiling. Okay. And a week later, we had this dog. His name was Duke. He was half Rottweiler, half Labrador Retriever. He was the biggest, baddest dog I've ever owned. And we've had, you know, purebred German Shepherds. We've had, you know, Great Danes. This, to this day, is the wildest, craziest dog ever. Like, he's literally like the dog from the Sandlot. Like, that you, you're not going to fuck with this dog. And he's so crazy that we never walked him. We couldn't take him anywhere. You know, we didn't even get him in shots because he would tear off the arm of the vet. You know, so he was just this mad dog. And we loved it because, you know, he, you know, protected the backyard. So we didn't own a leash or anything, which is very important to this story. So at the end of the week, my mom, she would always take her bank deposits um, to the bank, you know, after the last daycare kid left, and you know, deposit her check. And now this process only took five minutes because Kern School was literally like two minutes down the street from our house. And so we, sh- we go, this house is totally empty, right? Nobody's at our house except for her dog Duke, which is in the backyard. Yeah, we get home from the bank, and all we hear is this, like it's a little puppy or something. Like someone's beating a little puppy or whatever. There's like a, you know, a hurt dog somewhere. And I was like, oh shit. Like immediately our mind goes, okay, Duke killed the dog or he's got a little puppy cornered in the backyard. So we run out in the backyard. Now we have this humongous like tree that came into the middle of the backyard. And it was probably about 40 feet high in the air. And maybe five feet wide. Now, mind you, we didn't own any rope, we didn't own any leashes, we didn't own any chains, we didn't own any of that stuff. My dog, my 150-pound half half Rottweiler, half Labrador Retriever dog was tied to this tree with a bunch of leashes, ropes, and um, and chains. Yeah. And it took us like an hour and a half to get to get him off. And from that day forward, he was never the same. And it couldn't have been a man because, like I said, there's... My, my own dad couldn't even handle him. He couldn't even go in the same backyard as this dog without him attacking him. So, something tied my dog to a tree.
1: Kind of okay. ru- rude to call it the Ohiglia thing. <laughs> I have
4: some questions. Okay, go ahead. Is that the end of your story?
2: Well, we got a bunch of other stuff too, but okay. um, you got well, questions?
4: I have some initial questions. Well,. First of all, when you saw this entity enter your room, about how tall would you say it is?
2: It's probably about six feet. I mean, because literally it took up the whole um, doorway.
4: Took up the whole doorway. Okay. So your story sounds a lot similar to some stories I've heard and stories I have. So, um, yeah, I can kind of validate that. Do you care um, to share those stories? Sure, (laughs) but I have another question. Mm
2: -hmm.
4: So do you have any idea, what did these leashes look like?
2: They're just like your basic leashes you would find like at PetSmart or Walmart. Like it was those, uh, those chain metal ones and then they would have like the little like hand grip at the end of them.
4: Okay, and did they look like new?
2: No, they were very old.
4: Oh shit, they were old. They were old. Did they look like they've been chilling for, like, how many years would you say? Uh,
2: like, they were in someone's closet maybe for about five or six years. Like, someone had them or whatever. Okay. Like, they Holy got some shit. good daily use.
4: Okay. Well, I'm going to start out with this experience, or it's kind of a dream I had. Um, kind of, I kind of want to bring up, like, the satanic worship not in a weird way but like this dream i had that's very profound to me in which i was small i was probably like like you said five or six and i was super tiny and i was in this room full of like dark cloaked like figures and there was like candles everywhere now i remember this because i was touching the cloaks with my hands like i couldn't see faces and i was just like going through there And so that's one of my first, like, real kind of lucid dreams, because I woke up in my bed. But, like, I definitely, like, felt those cloaks. And that was a very profound dream of mine, and I remember it to this day. So, your story brought that up for me. Also, so this figure, could you make out anything? Was it just a black shadow figure? or Ooh, sorry was there anything you could like make out about it
2: It was just a dark silhouette like even like when he would walk like I said it was like literally like the undertaker coming down to the ring except it, not like seriously was it robotic yeah very like slow and like cathartic and like it would just come and you could feel it looking at you but you couldn't make out any facial features or anything it was just a, a dark silhouette.
0: Okay. It, was th- it
2: was in 3D, too, so it wasn't like it was like in a 2D yeah. platform or anything. It was 3D coming at me, and then it turned, and it sat Indian-style right in front of me, like in front of my bed.
4: Okay. Well, yeah, all right. So let's, let's go to around that time that I had that same dream. So I lived with my grandparents until I was 7 years old. And my mom lived there too, but she wasn't really there that much. So it was mostly just like me and my grandparents and whoever was staying there at the time. They were very gracious and allowed various people to stay there. So um, one night I remember waking up. I always like had these, like I had trouble sleeping.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And... Um, <clears throat> So I woke up one night and I would always like go to my grandparents room and wake them up and be like, hello, uh, are you awake, please? Like, I'm scared. And so I was on my way to do this and for some reason something tells me to like turn around. So I turn around and I see these bright red glowing eyes and I kid you not, like they're bright red and it almost looks like a light is illuminating from them, like because it was completely dark in the living room where I was looking towards and no lights were on and yes like there were some lights on the phone there are red lights from a power cord that was on but these things looked like two very round red eyes staring back at me and honestly I was a little kid and now that I look back at it um, I felt like I should have been very frightened <laughs> by
2: you weren't scared?
4: I wasn't. I seriously just saw these eyes turn right back around, walked to my bed and went to sleep. I didn't even go to my grandparents.
1: That's freaking. I was
4: not. I was. It's almost like, I saw it and I was like, oh fuck, nope, and then I just like, I don't know if, I don't even know if I was like, nope, I felt nothing. Yeah, I felt nothing about this thing and I just walked back to bed. Yeah. You know I'm,
1: what's really crazy about both of your guys' stories? Is the only thing that's ever happened to me that's, well, one of the only, like, the most paranormal thing that's ever happened to me, is the time that I saw someone standing at the foot of my bed, and the reason I asked you was like, are you sure that I was in sleep paralysis? Is because to this day I'm not sure if what happened to me was in mm-hmm. sleep paralysis. Like I question it all the time, and I did too at first. Like later on down
2: the line, I was watching a documentary about sleep paralysis, and I was like, holy shit, what if that was that? but then what doesn't add up is just like I was cognizant and awake the whole time and I remember not sleeping a wink and I remember as soon as the sun would come out like just the figure just like as the sun was going coming up and light was coming into my room it started to slowly like just disappear and I just remember the first notion was my mom came into my room door was obviously open she comes into my room and I'm like mom I couldn't sleep and like like, just seamless, like, no sleep happened at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's, that's what I was gonna say, like, I remember this, the time that I saw, like, a figure in my room, it, unlike your guys' stories, the, my, the person that was in my room was also, like, I don't wanna say, like, a white figure, but it was almost, like, almost, like, if it was made out of static, almost, Mm. and, like, and it was just standing there, like, staring at me for a really long time. To the point where I could see her out of the corner of my, I kind of like I could see Autumn out of the corner of my eye, but I'm not staring at her, and like, all of a sudden I was like working up the courage, like I'm gonna tackle the shit out of this, <laughs> like that's really that's all I was thinking. I was like, I could see it, like I'm, I, I, remember thinking to myself like, this isn't, this isn't a dream, like I could see it standing there, I'm gonna tackle it, and like I remember like, like grasping onto like my bed sheets and like, throwing my bed sheets at it, like trying to tackle it. And, like, the minute I did that, it was gone. And so, like, that's the only thing that's ever been, like, paranormal in my life. I mean,
2: Well, you were telling me one time um, when you were in San Antonio that um, you were talking to your ex-girlfriend. And she was like, what's that behind you?
1: Oh, on the webcam? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that's actually pretty strange, too. Uh, That's... So, yeah. um, We were, like, keeping in contact through a webcam. And she was asking me what was behind me. There was nothing there, but she was, like, sure that there was someone standing, like, right behind me. And this is, like, we had a two-story house there, and, like, everybody was downstairs, and I was the only one upstairs, because I was, like, on the on the computer upstairs. It was pretty creepy. The The thing that actually makes that story even creepier, because I actually didn't think that was that creepy. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, eh, it's abnormal, whatever. But I remember one time, in particular, my dad had just gone out of the shower... So it was maybe like 8 a.m. He gets out of the shower and he's like... He comes down the stairs and I'm eating breakfast. And he's like, uh, I need to tell you something. I just got out of the shower and there was a man. Like, the silhouette of a man just standing there. And all I said was, I'm sorry. And I walked down and I walked down here with you. And I was like petrified because he looked scared as shit. And like... Yeah, I mean, this is, we we didn't, we lived in, like, the outskirts of San Antonio, so it was kind of a foresty area, and so it wasn't, like, you know, like, city, like, here, whatever. Yeah. It was very, like, you Undeveloped. know. Undeveloped. Yeah, so we had to, like, once you drive, you drive into the forest, you drive through Woman Hollering Creek, you know, the story of La Llorona, that's, that's the place, like, that's the same road, like, the Rio Grande, uh, Rio, Rio Grande? I guess, yeah. Or whatever, like, the, those rivers that branch out from that river, like, that's, that's that river that runs through san antonio so like it's very undeveloped land so it's it had a really creepy vibe to it but um i don't know i always i always try to like just logic my way through that shit i i don't know what it is i'm not gonna say for sure it's a ghost or for sure it's a demon because i don't know i don't know for sure or anything mm-hmm. so like um but yeah that definitely like you know i still like that's definitely one of those things that like Pops into my head.
2: Which kind of is like something you were telling me earlier. Um, I'm yeah. looking at my girlfriend here, where she said that when you were smaller, you um, saw a lady in your bedroom. Why don't you tell us about that?
3: Oh, I did. Back in Hollywood.
2: What's up? You grew up in Hollywood, right? I did. Which yeah, is like one of the most haunted places, like in California, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like when I was doing my research. like Every
1: some- every Arby's in Hollywood is haunted by Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> That's Arby's? That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Probably,
3: yeah. (laughs) Um, I was doing research on those apartments that we lived in, and they were actually built in the twenties. We lived in Main Streets Uh in Hollywood, Um, North Cherokee, and my grandma lived on Las Palmas, and they run through Sunset Boulevard. Like they're they're big,
2: right there by the Hollywood Walk of Fame, huh? mm -hmm. Because you took me to see those, and they were like I
3: only lived like two blocks away. So like typical Mexicans, we. (laughs) <laughs> always ate dinner when my dad got off of work and for some reason i got up to use the restroom and i walked to my room which my sister and i shared mm-hmm. and i was like there's a lady in the room and my dad was like ah you guys are crazy no you
2: gotta say that how you said it
3: he said you guys are um pendejas. and i was like oh <laughs> but i was like no dad there's like a lady in the room and no one believed me but my sister somehow like everything that tends to happen with me it's it's always with her So she walks up there, and she's like, there is a lady in the room.
2: And what was she doing?
3: I'm getting there. So we run back out with my dad, and we tell him, like, hey, there is a lady in the room. And they don't believe us, but my sister and I go back, and we enter our room, and we had our Barbies laid out, because we were obsessed with Barbies at the time. (laughs) And there was a lady just playing with our Barbies. Yeah, like, just heading them and like playing with their hair and stuff, and she was dressed like all in black, like the Snow White witch, yeah. Oh wow! Like that, but now that my sister brought it up, it looks like the clothes they would wear when they would mourn, like the you know, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. And that's that what
4: want to be for Halloween. Yeah,
3: that like, <laughs> oh, oh, she was just okay. dressed that way. <laughs> And then we run out and my dad's like, Okay, I'm gonna go check it out and when my dad got up there, like it was gone, but it was like a full body
2: wow. apparition.
3: Like it, it was crazy. It was, like
2: a ghost. It Which is crazy body. because where you lived at, it's kinda of by the Roosevelt Hotel. It is. Where like there was like a lot of stories of like a lot of people were like, Oh, you can see Marilyn Monroe there or whatever but yeah. when, when I was researching that the ghost of DL Hughley. Yeah, DL Hughley's ghost <laughs> telling bad B E oh, T jokes. <laughs> um no like you could see like a lot of like past like guests i guess people that have died there and stuff kind of like the cecil hotel Yeah, um
3: it's very popular yeah like mm. you
2: see like people report like you know children like dressed in like you know 1920s clothes like it's running the up and down 20s yeah
3: hollywood boomed
2: and he said this is because and i said this in the last podcast like about uh, the cecil hotel a lot of that like land was old like mexico Mm-hmm. and before it was old mexico it was like a thriving you know indian you know like pueblos and stuff like that mm-hmm. and poltergeist addresses this too like when they started doing land development like la was developing so quickly that they were just buying land and developing over it and they weren't doing like things they do today like where they research the soil and you know make sure you know there's you kit know, foxes that are gonna like lose their habitat or anything like that like they were just developing and just like going forward and moving on and a lot of it, like, speculation is that there was, like, a lot of ancient Indian burial grounds.
3: That's what they say. Well, yeah. Everyone in Hollywood, like, they claim it's
2: But it's true because... And,
3: but I, I believe it because there's, like, crazy shit that goes down. Like, my grandma's houses.
2: And even, like, haunted, okay... Like, hardcore. Going religiously with mm-hmm. this, you know, and depending what you how you view religion or whatever, even, like, religious nuts, like, they'll go on it, like, yeah, Hollywood is cursed. There's a bad spirit there because... People go there, and they don't ever come out there the same. You know, it's like the, the the song "Hotel California." Yeah, you can you can you can check in anytime you want, but you'll never leave. Exactly. You know, because it changes you. And there's a documentary that I want to talk about probably next podcast, where you know it talks about like the dark underbelly of Hollywood. Like
0: yeah, like you the get whole Harvey that, yeah no. the
2: whole Harvey Weinstein and um, open secret thing, where there's like a lot of like you know child molesters and pedophiles out there, but there is, like, a very bad spirit to Hollywood.
3: There is something in there. I because know, you were telling me some other they...
2: stuff, too, right? Like, the hand and all that?
3: Well, that was in early Martin Delano when we just moved from Hollywood, but, You um,
2: carried a bad spirit from Hollywood.
3: No. That <laughs> thing was, like, a demon. I don't even know how to explain it. Um,
1: really? Yeah. Th- I find that kind of stuff more interesting. Not that... Not, honestly, like, one you told me about the... the- barbie whatever that was fucking terrifying no that was scary
3: but i mean like i don't know we were just so dumb and naive like no one believed us and brenda my sister like she ran out there to check it out and there was like a full lady like you can see her face like yeah you can see her hands and they were just like pale white like you can't describe it and i don't know wow. but my dad thought we were crazy but we saw it yeah it
2: was we good that she had like a second, you know, person to be able to back up that story,
1: though.
3: I always have her for some reason, but... Yeah, I don't know. My grandma's house is very haunted, too. <laughs> she Hollywood. lives in Early Mart? Who?
1: Your grandma? No, she no didn't.
3: my grandma lived in Hollywood. Oh, but okay. we all kind of, like, moved at the same time. She moved a year before us. Because there was new construction. And for some reason, I don't know, they brought us to that shithole. So, you went
2: to from Hollywood to fucking... Not even Delano,
1: like, early March. A
3: fucking town with no lights. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No lights or streets, sidewalks, I don't know. When, when you
1: lived in Delano, did you ever hear about the Browning Lady?
3: I did. You did? My uncle would tell me the story yeah. all the time. That's why I told Jacob, like, you never see
1: her. Yeah, I've never... I think that story's a lie. So, you guys That's always it. would invite invited I'm... us to,
2: to me to do that. Like, where you guys went out to Delano to go look for her? The yeah. Browning Road ghost or
1: whatever? So, it's on Browning Road you drive through there at night you're supposed to see some old lady or a lady dressed in white like she got dumped at the altar so she like will ask you for a ride she just stands out in the middle of the road right so i've probably done that drive this year alone i've probably done it like 10 times wow just because like i want to see something like and i always i always hear it from everyone like oh because you're always looking for something you never will never find anything so, like, I was think like, damn, sucks. But, what like, really, like, what other reason are you going to be in Delano for? Like, There's honestly.
3: nothing Kmart. No, no, I
1: think, like, no, no, <laughs> I, I think, like supernatural stuff. Because they yeah. do have a long history of, like, fucking with supernatural things. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, I don't have a story like that. Like, I don't have a demon lady in my oh room. My I'd God, like no. to. Oh, my God, no.
3: Yeah, but that, that no. was... <laughs> Actually, Browning Road, like if you go down, like it backs up to the cornfields where mm-hmm. we like bought our house. It was new construction and it's like Washington and then Browning, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that one time my, si- my, my sister, she snuck out and she got back home like at three. Oh, God. So, you know, right away she jumps into bed and I wouldn't sleep in my room. I was always scared. Like there was something in that house, I, I don't know. I just didn't sleep in my room. I slept with my sister, okay, but yeah. <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. We were laying down in bed, and our, like, bed frame backs up to the window. God. And there was cornfields behind us, nothing else. Like, it was pitch black, no lights. And I look at the clock, and I remember it's, like, exactly 3.15. Mm -hmm.
1: The witching hour.
3: Yeah. And I'm, like, close the fucking window. And she's like, why? What's wrong? And we just see this hand, like, go in. Like, you can't describe it. It was just, like, black, gray, hairy-ish, I don't know. Like, like a goat's
2: arm or something? Or, like, like, a... You
3: can't describe this hand, honey. It's, like, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was just, like, not human. Did it look... Okay, well, I have something... I have some questions after this. Okay, go on. Do you have Well, it was not human, so, like, my sister gets up and closes the door. And my cousin comes in running because we're like yelling, like there's something in the room, like a hand's coming in. So he sees it too. And my dad and Your my dad mom. Sees it? No, my cousin. Oh. He was living with us for some reason. I don't know. He was weird. He would, would always just spend the night. So he sees it too. So we close the door and we run outside like, what is it? But I don't know. It was this, a
2: chupacabra. To
3: this day, I, don't, I can't describe that hand. It was just...
2: something you can't
3: describe (laughs) but I mean we lived right behind cornfields like there wasn't shit out there it's a one day (laughs)
2: <laughs> what? Duende. 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 do a duende episode.
4: Dude, can this be the duende? <laughs> nah. No. I, I would like I to appear know. for the duende episode because I have my own opinions. I have my own experiences with that. duende? Go on. I don't know, but I mean, they duende. say that it's
3: like little leprechauns, pretty much. Well, <laughs> like I, leprechaun? Yeah. Oh, I
4: don't even want to go into that right now. I want to focus on your story uh-huh. because one thing I'm noticing about all of these stories, kind of, is maybe they're not necessarily rural most of the time they're pretty rural though mm-hmm. Bakersfield isn't like the biggest city like it's kind of big but I mean we're on the east side or like by the bluffs it's, it's kind of fucking rural and like where I was I was like by the valley plaza like by that
3: that area
4: yeah that area and you know I'd say that's kind of rural like a lot of shady shit goes on in these areas. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would get away with stuff here that they wouldn't necessarily get away with in, you know, like, Rosedale or, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, more <laughs> urban parts well, of town.
2: Well, when I go into it, like, all the, like, local Bakersfield ghost stories that either happen, like, either, like, on the east side or, like, downtown Bakersfield. Yeah. like. Like, old
4: kern and shit old corn, I yeah so. or like
2: like yours like out like somewhere like in hollywood like Cussing. or oh, fucking this is cuss oh yeah i got the explicit thing on okay. itunes so you don't have to worry okay. about it okay just wait. don't say the n-word yeah no, that's like I, the one thing
1: also you said N-word's you said not, the g-word a little while ago i've never said that before
3: what
1: i think you called something gay and i was what
3: like cousin <gasps> oh it's all right i, I do have, have wait well
1: we're talking about downtown daily friends and everything yeah, oh, yeah. It's, I, I, just, I just I, really, I'm my, from my best friend's, friends gay it's, it's normal <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. spencer doesn't care um uh, my uh my <laughs> One time when I was working at Target, I was mm-hmm. driving home from Target, right? So, you take the 178, which goes right through downtown. Yeah. And you know how there's, like, that jack-in-the-box right there? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know if I told you this story before. No, because it doesn't sound familiar okay. at all. Yeah. This this actually, like, scared the shit out of me. And the reason why it scared the shit out of me is because the car next to me saw exactly what I saw. Oh, shit. So, like, I was driving through downtown, right, regular-ass day. I get off at, like, midnight or whatever. Driving and usually, and this is, I don't want to say like I'm getting off at midnight and I sound tired as fuck. When we were getting off at midnight, I would stay up another like two hours. And, like, oh, yeah. Like, like, target days, I was awake till like three or four in the morning. I mean, that was like normal for me.
3: Yeah, it, it was.
1: So, like, um, that night in particular, I get off, right? And I'm like right in front of the Jack in the Box and I see a dude digging through the trash can at the, in front of the Jack in the Box. Like, you know, those, those trash cans yeah. are. Oh, yeah, yeah. This dude was, I'm not shitting you. He was like nine feet tall, what and the fuck? and he was like covered like head to toe in like like in like kind of like fucked up like he had like a coat on and but you couldn't see his face it was like bandaged all up and like and he was digging through the trash like really aggressively and I'm like what the fuck we're at a red light and I look over to the car next to me and the, the people in the car there's like a couple in the car next to me and they're, like freaking the fuck out oh shit. A nine foot tall person sticks out. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like. And oh, bigger God. so the six foot person God. is going to stand out. Like, oh, yeah. the dude was fucking huge. To this day, every time I drive by that Jack in the Box, I'm always like, I see that trash can right in front of their establishment. And
4: it was the one <laughs> downtown, right? Yeah, the yeah. one
1: downtown. Yeah. To this day, I refuse to go to that fucking Jack in the Box. Because, wow. like,
4: Darn.
1: it was fucking terrifying. Like, I think one time I was walking downtown with you, and like we were kind of walking in that direction. Oh, yeah. I was like, "Ugh, I kind of don't want to go." I didn't say Mass that. Son. Yeah, but I was just like, no, "Man, no. I did not want to go down there because I've never seen that person." It's not like that's like a homeless person. If that fool was homeless, dude, it'd be like ten minutes till they sign him to an NBA team. Like, <laughs> he'd what? be on
2: the Clippers in no time. Yeah, man.
1: You telling me the Charlotte Bobcats don't need that dude? Huh. They need him. All the Lakers right. could use him right now.
4: All right, I think I have enough information to. Continue on with some things oh, cool. here. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, first of all, I'm gonna start with. We kind of touched on sleep paralysis, but not only do I have the red eyes, which was also accompanied by a dark, shadowy figure.
2: The Chicago Mothman. Uh, yeah, I can't. Ooh. I
4: can't. I couldn't tell you if it was tall or short. It looked like it was kind of over the couch, like sitting, crouching, looking over.
2: Like a gremlin. I don't know.
4: I honestly couldn't tell how tall or short it was at all. I just saw the eyes. That was the most noticeable thing. However, um, I have heard stories, and now this is um, attributed to David Paulides. And so now uh, there Mm -hmm. are a lot of missing persons cases in which children are taken and this is also attributed to the Duendes. This is attributed to Bigfoot, aliens. People have no idea what's doing this. 37 Parallel. Some, yeah, something. don't oh, know about that. Something like that. But something is taking kids in rural areas, um, particularly state parks. And now kids usually are the only ones who can see this thing. So you mentioned that you and your sister, only the younger ones, could see this hairy thing. Mm-hmm. Now... The most famous and my uh,
3: cousin, yeah, he was and home. her
4: cousin, yeah. and so there's a there's a certain time where I think you stop seeing these uh, entities. However, um, there's one missing persons case out in Yosemite. I'm not gonna mention any names, but well, I I know his first name was Jared, but I know that someone saw someone carrying a small child over his shoulder. That's and the this big person, exciting. yeah, this person, this thing was huge, nine feet tall, hairy. They thought it was a bear. Did he like,
2: have
1: a Jack in the Box bag in his hand? Might
4: have. <laughs> might have.
2: I know
1: that case. And
4: it's kind of odd. But yeah, people...
1: The funny thing about that that case is his family was already looking for him, right? Yeah. So,
4: Like the second he disappeared. Yeah.
1: So yeah. his family dispatches like 200 people to go look for him in like a 200 mile radius. That kid was spotted, like, way off in, like, a fucking Yeah, mountain.
4: like, 15 miles away. Yeah. Like, like an incredibly far distance in a short amount of time. Yeah. Now, this kind of makes me think, it's possible that whenever we see something of this nature, that not only our physical dimension, our physical world is manipulated, but time is also manipulated. Because part of our physics, a big part of it is time. Seconds, hours, you know, we use it to calculate a lot of shit. So it makes sense that if we see something that is actually, uh, you know, supernatural, that it would also transcend those natural physics laws of the speed of light, time. You know, it could manipulate time and space as we know it.
2: It's funny you bring that up because season two of Stranger Things oh, came out shit. tonight. I have
0: not.
1: we yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, we're to watch it. Yeah, yeah we're well, yeah. waiting for art. Our- but, like, <laughs> the
2: whole premise of Stranger Things, though, is there's this other dimension. Don't Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No spoilers,
1: spoilers we but we we
2: already them. know that the first
1: season down. Oh, we've seen it in season one. T- oh, there's spoilers in season two. Yeah, no, no, I haven't
3: watched it. Yeah, we haven't
1: seen season one?
3: No, we haven't watched season two. All right,
1: show of hands.
2: Who's seen season yeah, one? All right, so we all have. So... Yeah, so that's what season one's all about. Like you yeah. got like this other upside, dimension.
4: We're upside down the fleet can are. walk upside down, but us people, we can't go there. Yeah you know, it would take something yeah. something that could manipulate the way we work as people. And you know, obviously yeah. that fucks with us. Yeah. I mean, or it fucks with Will at least. Like, you know, he comes back, he's sickly, he's coughing up slugs, like mm-hmm. Now, on the opposite hand, you know, I'm a scientist. I know when you flip a switch, that when you turn something on, something else has to be turned off, okay? And so, what I'm thinking is, if we somehow were in their dimension, something would happen to us that would sort of affect us physically. Not only that, but what happens to these beings or entities when they come into our dimension physically? does it affect them are they risking something to come here are they going here for a certain reason
1: that's that's actually you know? one of those things that like sleep paralysis and the shit out of me just because sleep paralysis is like our brains at a different wavelength or whatever brain what is it called when they read the brain
4: telekinesis or no no, no. When, uh, like when tele- they do a ct
1: scan and they can oh. read your MRI? brain waves MRI, MRI, brain MRI? Moves, whatever. Yeah. You guys, we're yeah. all on the same page. Yeah. Like, obviously your brain is moving at, at a slower rate. I don't know if you guys know what infrasound is. No. Yeah. You do? Yeah. Okay, infrasound, if you don't know what it is, it's basically sounds that we can't hear, but they're strong enough to our brains Like that... a
4: dog. Like a dog can... Yeah. A dog whistle. Dolphins.
1: Yeah, so, but mm. we, we're we affected by it all the time. Like, there's noises that we'll fear. They'll make us feel uneasy. They'll make us feel like we're being watched. Well, They'll make us feel... They'll even make us hallucinate, like, if they're strong enough. Hmm. And so a lot of people, you know, in, like, the, you know, the, I don't want to say anti-ghost community, but, like, the people that are, like, trying to, like, sci- be more scientific about it, a lot of times they'll say, like, well, we need to check this house for, like, infrasounds. Because sometimes they'll, they'll come from, like, fans, they'll come from microwave ovens, things like that. Now you sound like Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> trying to, like, disprove. I'm just saying that. You sound that-
4: like Kelly Ripa.
1: No, I kidding. sound like Dio Hughley.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is a perfect spot to put a Dio Hughley sample in.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was drinking a Chris Rock. I really like Chris Rock. Yeah. Not D.O. Hughley. Um, yeah. But I, I always associate those type of things. Like, is this, like, that thing that makes our brains, like, to the right level where we can kind of see these, like, extra dimensional beings? Yes. Or something like that? Or is yes. that what it goes to? Because let me ask you guys this. We've, we haven't addressed this what do you guys... I don't know what your guys' religious backgrounds are or where you guys come like in your spiritual lives. But what do you guys think ghosts are? Huh. That's
2: a good question. Um, That's a part of the fear is I don't know. Yeah? I don't know. I can't say that figure came in if it was demonic. I don't know if, if it was a ghost. I don't know what it was. I know there was a lot of creepy ass shit that, came that, went, on in that, that went on in that house. And it stopped happening once we had two exorcisms done on that house, and I mean, you've been to my mom's house. You've been to my mom's mm-hmm. house. Yeah. You haven't. I'm sorry. No, I apologize. It's, it's for that. a cool house, man. Yeah, it's 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 like almost like a little church now. You see pictures of Jesus, you know, randomly and little crosses everywhere or whatever. And like it's like it's totally got flipped around from being like this satanic house to all of a sudden like it's like a mini church. And so. Since then, nothing had happened. Now, we had one exorcism done on the house, and creepy shit would still happen. Like little things, like you would see like little like dark figures, like like walk across the room real quick and then disappear, or like in the window you would see like little, like yeah, have you ever seen Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah. I like the shadow. Like he's walking down the stairs, but the shadow's like doing something else. Mm-hmm. Like you would see stuff like that, like little shadow things doing some something in the in the in the uh, the the windows to the outside. We had
3: that done too at our house. And we, actually mm-hmm. well, in Hollywood we had it like blessed because we would see little shadows mm-hmm. like everywhere. What? I'm telling you, like down there it's it's crazy.
2: Yeah. And you feel so, it too and like
3: you see it but you don't wanna I don't know. Just, you don't wanna address to describe. it. Here's
1: the thing about Hollywood I do find intriguing. And it kinda ties into the whole like um Indian burial ground type and I, of thing. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do believe that when someone dies and they die in a place that they don't feel comfortable dying that maybe that that's something that like creates these like crazy rifts and like you know keeps the soul trapped I don't know what people's beliefs are mm-hmm. energy here and like you know Hollywood you, you look at a time period especially like in the, in the 20s when you had all these immigrants coming in everybody wanted to be a star you had all these sailors coming in that were like like, staying in LA um, because they have the giant pier there. So you had yeah. all these people, like, you know, like, the Black Dahlia murder or whatever. Yep. Like, yeah. that was like, that was, like, a very common LA story. Like, a girl trying to make it. She's sleeping with all these sailors, all these sailors that are there. Like, there's a lot of people that are going to die there that don't belong there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I could see why there would be such a, like, high number of, like, that time period of, like, ghosts from that mm-hmm. time period or whatever because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that... This isn't your land. This is kind of like, you're just kind of stuck here now. This isn't your comfort zone.
2: You're purgatory now.
1: It's
4: mm-hmm. not true. Hometown. Yeah. I'd like to bring up an odd uh, fact about the Black Dahlia. Okay. That I can connect to also cattle mutilations. Which is oh, cool. shit. Cattle mutilations <laughs> is an
1: episode I love to tackle. All right. Yeah.
4: Well, I mean, the Black Dahlia was found dismembered with surgical precision. Uh-huh some organs were removed from her body with surgical precision not only that but the person who found her the woman who found her thought she was a mannequin because she had been drained of all of her blood which is all common with cow mutilations no blood uh dismembered disfigured with surgical precision like i i thought that was pretty odd Uh, a coincidence
1: Did you guys know the Black Dahlia murder... Or the Black Dahlia was a hermaphrodite? Really? Really? Yeah. A lot of people didn't know that, but she was a hermaphrodite. Which makes the fact that they removed her genitals completely, perfectly... Like, if you look at the picture, it's like, man, that is... I don't want to say a thing of beauty, but it is like... That surgical surgical precision that they did to, like, cut her up? Man. And then...
4: Okay, so I heard something like... I heard that they she had a tattoo, and they cut off the tattoo and, and shoved it up her vagina. So, so she, she had a, yeah. like, vaginal opening, so yeah. maybe she just didn't have, like, a uterus. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, allegedly they found the murderer, and he was someone who was, like, harvesting female reproductive organs to... Uh, create like serums for like youth serums I don't whatever. think they
1: ever found an official murder <laughs> room. So.
4: Yeah. But it would make sense. If it was for that reason and then their reproductive organs or her reproductive organs were removed, like maybe he was going in there trying to find a uterus and didn't find anything, so he was like, fuck this Yeah. And just left her.
1: Maybe. There's a lot there's a whole conspiracy world to yeah, uh, associate it to her. There's... Yeah. So. episode 21, yeah, episode 21. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah. want to talk about the, on the TJ
2: Maxx <laughs> 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 well I mean I kind of want to like I mean a lot of stuff that we are talking about besides like our personal stories like uh-huh. I didn't want to talk about ghost stories that like every podcast talks about or something you'll see like on uh, yeah. fucking NBC Uh, was that one show you watched
3: 90 Day Fiancé? No, not 90 Day <laughs>
2: Fiancé.
3: 60 Minutes?
2: No, those like Wait, murder no. mystery shows.
3: Oh,
1: date the line? first
3: 48. Yeah, first, I 48. Oh, I I love love first 48. I love shows. Yeah, I love, I yeah, like I I love Forensic shows. Files. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Okay.
4: That's
2: a good show. You don't watch it? No, I say, right. I'm i not saying it's not good. I'm just saying I don't want to re-tackle those things. I, oh, I was, kind of want to keep it like... Like no
4: one
1: else. If you so, don't watch that and you don't watch Project Runway... <laughs> get out of my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways,
2: yeah. I kind of wanted to tackle, like, some local, like, ghost stories. So, yeah. anyone listening, like, in Uzbekistan or whatever, they get... Oh, the- they're just going to turn this off. I don't know, oh, Niles?
0: Like <laughs> oh, a <man. laughs>
2: But anyways, like, yeah, like we were talking about, a lot of these things happen, like, in rural areas
0: mm-hmm.
2: or, like, old areas of town. So, they all happen either, like, in East Bakersfield or going towards East Bakersfield oh, yeah. or downtown Bakersfield. Um, so...
4: Not only that, but what are all these places? Oildale, the east side, downtown. A lot of shady shit goes on. A lot of crime. Probably a lot of the Mental illness. Mental, mental illness. Abusive households. Drug use. Just like mm-hmm. a whole bunch of...
2: Devil nonsense, worship. Negative shit. Devil worship. <laughs> yeah, a lot of masturbating.
4: There's a lot of racism in this area. Bad That's vibes. Bad vibes. Yeah. Bad juju. Yeah. Speaking of which... So, if no one else has a story, I have a story. Go ahead. Uh, So, okay, I guess the first time that I ever experienced sleep paralysis, uh, I was about, I would say I was 13 years old. Um, I had just moved into this house, um, and I was about to go to Ridgeview High School. This was in Silver Creek, mind you. Pretty good neighborhood. Now, um, I was going through a lot of... It was a pretty negative situation in this household. But anyways, uh, I had awoken one night, and it was still dark outside. And I woke up, and I couldn't move my arms, couldn't move my legs. And then I I knew that because I didn't open my eyes when I first woke up. And I just tried to move my arms and my legs, and they could not move. And so I then opened my eyes, and then I saw someone sitting on me. And so he was perpendicular to me. And so I was laying on my bed, I had a day bed, and it was facing the window. Or like the edge of the day bed was um like against the window, I suppose. And my alarm clock was right next to my head. To so wake me up for school, etc. I had like zero period PE, I had banned, I needed to be up early, so it was like by my wake. And then I saw this thing sitting on me and it seemed like it was made of stars like I looked at it and it was sparkling but it wasn't like a normal sparkle that I saw but it looked like it was made of just like space and it was so weird it wasn't completely black but I have seen completely black figures before which I'll touch on but this thing was sitting on my chest and then I tried so hard to move and like I think I moved a centimeter and then this thing just super quick just turns that turns towards me looks at my face and like looks me straight in the eyes and I, I can't tell if it's looking me straight in the eyes because it doesn't have eyes it doesn't have features so as soon as I move that inch kind of like kill bill like move your big toe as soon as I move like <laughs> my fucking big toe this thing looks at me and then it just gets up like just so swiftly like these movements are just like very orchestrated, almost. I want to say orchestrated and not robotic, because robotic is different than how this thing moved.
2: Is it was moving more organically?
4: It, I. It was just, like, very, like, like... like Choreographed? I can't... It was almost like a dancer. Yeah. Like. But it was very tall and lanky, and so it just swiftly, like, looks towards me, like, almost choreographed, and then just gets up and then walks straight into the wall and then the next thing I know my alarm clock's ringing it's daylight I'm awake and I can move it's gone it's gone and so that was the first the first time
2: which is like a common thing like with sleep paralysis because you always see like those like pictures like depicting like their experiences and it's like like a demon or a devil like sitting on your chest chest or something like that and then the whole dancing thing that's a new thing though but um, the dark figures and stuff, too. Like, that's a big one, too.
1: And yeah. I've,
4: I've, I've seen so many of these things
1: the at same, one time. That's weird You describe that look like stars. Like, I've never been able to, like, pinpoint. I said, like, I described them as, like, looking, like, static. Mm-hmm. I've never really been able to, like, pinpoint exactly. Like, I, I don't know mm-hmm. how to describe it. Like,
2: it's energy. Like, because you watch, like, those, like, cheesy, like, ghost hunter, like, shows, and they always have, like, those energy filled picker-upper things. I don't know what the fuck they're called, but, like, they always just, like, you know, test, like, the energy in the room and, like, like temperatures and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And then, like, one of the ones uh, I wanted to bring up was, like, the Padre Hotel, oh, and then oh, also, yeah. like, BHS, um, Bakersfield High School. Um, I guess some group of ghost hunters, they went to both locations. At each location, I guess, like, their their equipment would go wild, like, in certain areas, like, the like, at BHS, the Harvey Auditorium, um, the seventh floor of the Padre Hotel, like, their, their meters would go wild. And another thing, too, is those uh, those energy orbs. Like, when they would take pictures of these things, uh, they would say, okay, we, we see all these orbs everywhere in this picture. And that was, was described like some kind of energy field.
0: Yeah. And that's,
2: I mean, what else could a spirit be? Like, you were talking about different dimensions and stuff like mm-hmm. that, or ghosts or demons or whatever. Well, How could it manifest anything that has movement is going to have an energy to it. Yeah. So that could be what those orbs are.
4: Yeah, it's I possible.
2: agree. Because, okay. I mean, what you might see might be different from what you see, what I see, what he sees. Um, but it has to take some kind of form. You know, if it's mimicking something, kind of like the thing, you know, if, too bad Greg's not here to explain it. <laughs> the thing just takes over on any kind of, yeah. you know, but that's the well, way, like,
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's the way, like, it would, like when I was doing some research, like, on ghosts, like, that's that's why, like, when you take a photograph sometimes, you just see these orbs, because it's just this perfect circle, it doesn't have any real form yet, until it mimics something that you're going to be able to recognize, exactly. or it latches onto to something that is associated with this place, like a murder, or a suicide, or, you know, something tragic that happened there.
1: Yeah, that's one of those things that, like, I ask, like, you know, what technically is a ghost, because... And, like, that's, like, a whole debate. Like, you know, if you see orbs, orbs are kind of, like, a tricky thing. When you, Especially when you're doing photography. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you you can take a picture here and, like, manipulate orbs in here. Just from, like, yeah. dust in dust. the air. Like, like, so, orbs are kind of a tricky thing. Although, there are those ones that are look like they're moving and they have, like, actual thought. Like, an actual thought process where, like, it, a, a, a piece of dust wouldn't go around a, a doorway and back around, yeah. you know? Like, there's, like, those things that are kind of like oh that's fucking strange like the the chances of a dust bunny doing that is like a one yeah. in a million type of thing you know and maybe we did just we did just capture that one in a million thing but at the same time like that's very fucking difficult to do um i know that like one of the most famous like locations and like where the actual like or phenomenon started was at the gettysburg um battlegrounds yeah because that's where if you go there you just take a picture anywhere and you'll literally see like hundreds of orbs everywhere and people say well there's not that much dust here how is that possible so like that's that's really interesting to me like what you technically consider like did you just capture a ghost image or just get a picture of a bunch of dust tons
4: of it sounds to me like tons of trauma just like I feel like whatever ghostly entities people experience, it's always somewhere with some sort of just like murder, some violence, some sadness, yep. trauma, mourning, mm-hmm. which,
2: you know? Which, when we're talking about like downtown Bakersfield, um, we, we, well, you grew up in Hollywood, but going through high school, you always hear about those tunnels that are underground in Bakersfield. Oh, hell yeah. From east to BHS to BHS to downtown. Like, there's all these, like, um, underground tunnels. I guess there's a few people, quite a few people, actually, that died under those tunnels. And that's why they're sealed off. Well, It's um, because, like, of a fi- like some fires that happened, like, I believe, like, in 1904. And then, like, a few, like, major earthquakes, like, in 1952.
1: Well, I don't know if you know what those... A lot of those tunnels were built by, like... Chinese immigrants, yeah, they red were red 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 like red moving yeah, the Japanese. Japanese, sorry, oh damn, damn. I, I, I saw so I racist. saw
2: Chinese though. I saw Chinese. No, though. it
1: is Chinese. China I have Grey a Loop
4: story. I I have another story,
1: but that's what that's actually why China Grey Loop is is called that. China Grey Loop, yeah, China Grey Loop. That's how it is Chinese. Um Yeah, China Great Loop is named after that because there was a tunnel that ran underneath there.
2: And then like Bakersfield, like part of Bakersfield's racist past is there was a lot of Chinese immigrants that were coming here. And they wouldn't allow them to expand businesses past their, like, uh, Chinatown. They said, this is your section of town. You can't get out of this section of town. Do you want to say
1: anything Fun? not funny, but it's kind of strange. Like, if you go to Fresno, you see a big, like, Chinese-Japanese culture there. You go to L.A., big Japanese-Chinese culture. You come to Bakersfield, none. Yeah. It's just, like, it was. Not- it was totally banned here. If you were going to be Chinese-Japanese you like went underground for that shit. Like Yeah, you
2: were persecuted.
1: Yeah, and then it kinda ties back into that, like, you know, people that were not welcomed here, or like people like, you know, those are the kind of ghosts that you would see here. Gettysburg yep. ghost. Ghosts like you know, the Hollywood like all those immigrants that were mm-hmm. not in their land, like all you know it kind of makes sense that all these traumatic events that were going on or even, like, at the
2: Padre, like, um, it got. I guess it had, like, a name called Lover's Leap because it was, like, a big suicide point as well. Yeah.
1: Um, my friend Naomi works there, and she always tells me that there's a, there's a window. She's the HR person. Her office is in the basement. Ugh. So she gets there at 7 in the morning every morning. And um, she said uh, that one time. She had to get there at 6 in the morning because she had to fire someone at 7, so she had to put, yeah. set all the paperwork up <laughs> early. And so she's like, I'm going to go use the restroom. She was the only person there. And, uh, and then the cooks got there, so, like, she ordered her food. They're, like, making her food. And then um, she was in the in the woman's restroom, and all of a sudden, like, the door shook. And someone said, like, Naomi. And so, like, she, like, got out and, like, looked, and there was no one there. She was no. like, oh, shit.
2: You know what's no. another crazy story about Padre Hotel? is like, And I actually YouTubed it and saw it. And I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was just some tall tale or whatever. But I, I guess remember. there's some... Yeah, the handprint. Yeah, that's and they said, Yeah, they said they've um, tried to sand it down, varnish it, repaint it, and it just keeps on reappearing. Yep.
1: A lot of people think it's the same thing, that that kid that lives in the lower levels. Seventh floor. Oh, really? Because there's a... There, in the seventh oh, yeah, floor, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the yeah. seventh floor, there's You're a right. window where, like... I don't know if that's the lover's leap. I never heard that before. She's mm-hmm. never mentioned that before. But they do have a window where, like, crows... It's one window in particular... Where crows always try to crash into that window. Wow. So much so that they replace that window at least like 20 times a year. Wow. Because crows are constantly crashing into that one window. And And they, yeah, and they don't know, like, they don't know why they do that. Yeah.
3: There's an episode. Teresa Caputo. Long oh, Island no. medium. <laughs> yeah. Really? Now I'm like the your husband's on the other side. <laughs> 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 There's actually an episode on
2: it. <laughs> we gotta watch that yeah. a
3: piece on she's the coming episode, to Bakersfield. Like... Dang. Yeah. Yeah, she gave. Yeah. She gave me the Padre. And she Guy did a reading or something on yeah. that like hotel. Oh, making yeah. it big. You guys remember?
1: A... Mm. No, I don't watch it like that. I watch Ellen. You're not kidding. I don't watch Ellen. Is it Ellen? No. no, it's
4: Pudo. Oh. Yeah. Oh sorry, I don't know And right. she has this thick Long Island accent she and does. she's a she's, she's a, a jersey medium.
3: girl.
1: Like the nanny? Yeah, and <laughs> she she just sees like I like the nanny.
4: She'll just bring up these <laughs> random ass things. She'll be like Okay, I'm seeing a purple <laughs> balloon here. Uh, does purple have anything to do with your past? And- oh my god, yes. <laughs> yes! My husband's favorite color was purple. And she's like, okay, that to me confirms it, validates that this is a sign that your <laughs> husband's okay on the other side. Okay? And then everyone cries and it's
2: in. Oh yeah, she has like poofy hair or something yeah, too? Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. it's and on TLC. Oh nails. my god, I want to see that so I love so bad her, now. I love her. Like, she's honestly dope. She's the dopest.
2: That sounds like a good spot for a sample drop. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, another thing at the Padre Hotel, I thought there's like a cowboy that haunts it too, or something like that. Oh, I've never heard that. Well, I guess apparently, um, like there's this cowboy. Like you'll be in your room or whatever, and then all of a sudden you'll hear like spurs, like on the the ground, like shaking or whatever. Like Tim Duncan. following you throughout the room or yeah. whatever and so i guess one guy he um went to turn around real quick and he saw like he saw him real quick and he like jumps out the window and i guess the legend has it that um it's a, the ghost of a cowboy that committed suicide um out of the window after like his lover left him or something uh-huh. or he caught his like lover cheating at of cheating on him at the padre or something like that that's like
3: the rules of the hotel though because like my best friend's dad actually worked at the roosevelt hotel oh shit and they i told you about this remember
2: no go ahead and tell um, me again though.
3: well i don't know i guess like there's a certain room where you can actually see marilyn monroe like just oh
1: yeah i feel like so, she's she haunts every building now.
3: i don't know but that one's like an iconic building it's like well she
1: did live there for two years right She did. Me.
3: like you know if you were famous in hollywood that oh. was like the hotel yeah, but I guess, like, you can actually see her, but it was haunted by other shit, too. Yeah. Does anyone
4: know Marilyn Monroe's cause of death? Because I do, and she it's her yeah, dose. Wasn't she it overdosed, so, so- But oh. there, there's something interesting about her overdose, because there actually weren't any pill contents in her stomach. All the pills she consumed were delivered to her by enema. You
1: want to oh, wow. hear, hear a crazy conspiracy mm-hmm. theory tied to her? Nothing so in it- her stomach. You know how her and uh, JFK JFK were like banging for a while. Yeah, oh, I love JFK. So you guys, I'm sure you guys are all aware that they were like banging for a while. He was cheating on Jackie O. Yeah. Anyways, um, there's a crazy conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory going around. Well, there's a couple tied to to them because they were both tied into the mob and all this stuff. But the craziest one, and the one that I hope is true, is because she was so involved in the White House at one point, um, she learned like classified information about aliens. And, oh, shit. And that's actually why he was killed and why she was also, like, later killed.
4: Yeah, because it's so odd. By enema, I mean, like like I mentioned before, but <laughs> some of my enema. habits, you know, there's very little I won't try, but I never, <laughs> uh, I never, you know, enema a bunch of pills up my butt. Fuck, I need I, some I'd vitamin B. <laughs> I take them, you know, like, it's a... <laughs> A lot of people... Uh, I can like barely me. get
2: you to take your vitamins. I have to buy the gummy bear versions of them. Of
3: course. Yeah. <laughs> they make me pee. Yeah, that's pretty
4: intense. Animals, you know, like, that's invasive at the least. Yeah. I don't know. That's crazy. That's a fucked
2: up way to die, man. I would never want I to I never die. knew
1: that. Yeah. It's crazy.
4: And it you know, it caused her liver failure. Like, she did just so much...
1: Well, uh, that's uh, a more direct way to... Yeah, it hits your bloodstream, you like,
2: faster. Immediately,
4: yeah. So she... And then also, like, not, she was found naked, face down on the bed, like, just like, not someone who was like, oh, I'm gonna die soon. Like, it was like, she didn't expect to die. You know, like Elvis, they found him on the toilet, you know, taking a dump. He had a heart attack on the toilet. He didn't expect to die, right?
2: Although, I would like to die like that.
1: He was eating a sandwich. Uh, Yeah.
4: I, I just don't think Marilyn Monroe died due to suicide.
2: I don't think so either.
1: Huh. Now to mention it, yeah. Did she die in the Roosevelt Hotel? No, she died at
3: her home in the LA Hills. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talking about the LA Hills too, like, you know, like when you drive down LA, Mm -hmm. there's like a big cross. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, my uncles used to chill up there when they were young and they said one time they were up there, like, you know, hanging out, listening to music. Being good Christian boys. Something chased them down from, like, the hill. Like, until this day, they they weren't able to explain what it was. But something was, like, throwing, like, rocks at their uh, their car and stuff. And I remember that night, they came into my grandma's house, like, running, like, straight to my grandma's. But But you said it wasn't,
2: like, human, though, they said.
3: He said it wasn't human. Whatever it was, it wasn't human, he said, but... I guess they were hearing, like, knocks in their car and, like, rocks being thrown at them. Like, they just booked it. And, like, I mean, we don't live that far. I have showed you where we lived. It's yeah. Like, back then there was no traffic. Like, there is now. So, like, I got to my grandma's pretty fast. But there's something up there in the hills. You Which know, is weird
2: because, like, LA is so, like, congested or whatever. But LA still has, like, those, like wooded woodland areas like oh, we're yeah. like fucking weird ass animals live at and stuff yeah
4: runyon and they're like yeah yeah outside yeah. yeah, so yeah, out in beverly hills there's like a bunch of like cool hiking places where no one goes mm-hmm. completely rural
2: well like the game or somebody Joshua, like she's she's in, yeah, yeah.
3: Joshua but, Tree is not even that far. Behind Griffin mm. Park, too, there's always, like... I don't somebody know, there's went, just
2: a vibe. Yeah, somebody went missing Um, not too long ago, like a year or two ago or whatever. And, like, I remember, like, the game, the rapper, like, he was putting stuff out there, like, yo, you looking for my homeboy? He's been missing for, like, 12 hours out here. And it was, like, in the middle of summer, so he's all worried because it was all hot and shit. But it's just, like, you would think, like, as congested as, like, LA is, and, like, I'm sure, like, Runyon Park or whatever. Canyon. Canyon. Like, you would think, like, you know he'd easily be able to find his way out. Like, okay, you can see the city. Cause you can see like the city, like from city anywhere. I'm
0: up there.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, how can you get lost? But like, they, they say that's a big thing too, where like a lot of people go missing out <gasps> there. It's kind of like those, that Japanese suicide forest. Yeah. Like yeah. It just has like that weird vibe to it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. Like when you go up there, it's like, you don't want to be alone. Really? Mm-hmm. want to have I want to go up there now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've always I, wanted to visit the Japanese We would always go force. with
3: as kids, but there's something up there. Like, it it's a vibe like my grandma. I like mm-hmm. don't know. She would always be like, "There's something here." So I'm right. always like so into like that spiritual side because it's like hardcore Mexican. Well,
2: remember when we were driving to Vegas, um, f- the first time for your birthday? Like your mom was talking about, like when your um, grandmother passed away. Like she could feel her like spirit, like when she passed.
3: Yeah, like the first night my grandma died, like a big ass branch in Rosedale, new construction, no trees, like banged our window, like. Jesus Hard. Christ. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck was that? But I don't know. My grandma But was no,
2: didn't they have like a seance too or whatever? And like they
3: did. You... I wasn't allowed, but I guess like this what is it? What are they called? Mediums? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: She wasn't from Long Island?
3: No, she <clears> was from Your grandma's okay <laughs> on <not damn> the <sorry. laughs> no, I see a red clown.
2: balloon and a clown. <laughs> no, Does that well... mean anything to you?
3: I oh, guess God. like they did a whole table reading and that medium was like your mom's here. Like, don't open your eyes. Like, your mom's here. And I guess, like, my grandma was communicating with my mom like, sell the jewelry we have because my grandma would have a lot. Of, she was a hoarder, but somehow she had a shitload of gold. And she was telling my mom, like, sell that gold so you can pay for my uncle's funeral who died of cancer. And I don't know. I guess my mom said, like, the whole room was, like, shaking. Like, you can wow. hear vibrations, but you couldn't open your eyes. But you can feel someone in the table with you
2: like an energy
3: like an energy
2: yeah you know it's weird to piggyback off this and it's not as like emotionally attaching to this but when tupac died okay i was watching ren and stimpy like because they would show it on mtv like the yeah. more like naughtier version of ren and stimpy mm-hmm. and like i remember it, like clear as day like you know like our parents were like do you know where you were when jfk died like i know where i was when tupac died
0: yeah. But anyways... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: So, anyways, I'm watching TV in my room. I'm watching Ren and Stimpy on MTV. And the little scroll at the bottom of the thing says, Tupac Amaro Shakur dies at age 25 or whatever. And I was, like, hysterical. Because I was obsessed with Tupac like, at this time period. I was, like, 11 or 12. I was obsessed with Tupac at this time period. And I remember I put on one of his, like, songs or whatever. Like, it was, like, I miss my homeboy songs or whatever. And, um... <laughs> I swear to you, I promise on everything. This is still, like, around the time frame that, like, the house, we hadn't had the second exorcism yet. Yeah. And I promise you, because I had, like, an old rickety bed, and it was one of those mattresses, like, if you barely move on it, like, you can see, like, impressions on it. And I remember just, like, having the stereo on and just looking, like, at my bed, and all of a sudden, I just see somebody sit down. Like, I can see, like, the imprint of someone's, like, body sit down on my bed. And I just felt, like, this overwhelming peace. Like, it's okay. Yeah. And I don't know if it was Tupac's ghost that, that came and, like, Tupac- comforted me. But, like, oh, I guarantee. thought that was, like, the weirdest thing ever. Like, here it is, like, this, like, 11-year-old boy, like, like love Tupac or whatever. And all of a sudden I see, like, you know, the bottom of the TV that he had just died or whatever. And then I put on a song. And it's weird. Like, I just see something, something sit on my bed and I knew something sat on my bed because it just made that perfect indentation it would be like if somebody like put a handprint like on a foam block yeah. and you see the hand no I saw like like a a booty mark like in my bed like it was the craziest thing ever was she big
1: though? This, yeah it was very
2: muscular so that's why I was <laughs> thinking it was Tupac like a like a
1: the same thing happened to me when Princess Diana died shut up No. Nah. <laughs> oh, yeah. although I
2: did like you me and you both like, we yeah, were I both was, watching Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah.
1: When it got interrupted, yeah, that's Princess mine. Diana died. You guys were
3: hanging out together? No. no, no, no oh, no. Okay. It was It
1: was, it was an episode of TGIF way oh. back in the day. I was watching it because my older sisters love hanging with Mr. Cooper. I it sure was a shit. Yeah, it was pretty alright. Dude, I remember
4: where I was when Michael Jackson died. Me
3: too.
1: Fuck yeah. Uh, I hit
3: my heart, like, that stung like Hugh Hefner. I was like,
2: yeah. I still get choked up when I start, like... When I, like, when I hear, like, a, like a good Michael Jackson song, like, when we went to... Like, spir- my
3: mom, when Damn. we went to watch that Michael yeah. Jackson show, she was crying because my grandma was, like, hardcore Michael Jackson fan, and I yeah. guess in Hollywood, like, the post office, like, we lived in Hollywood, Hollywood, like, the post office, I guess one time, like, he went there, and my grandma w- waved at him, and, like, she was, yeah. like, hardcore fan, but, yeah. Dang. Michael
2: Jackson, Hollywood.
1: Yeah. I wish Michael Jackson would come and visit me.
3: We should take yeah. a trip to Hollywood. I like. wish
1: Prince would come visit me. Yeah. But I'm afraid I would be afraid to get molested. <laughs>
2: <Dude>. <laughs> Prince
1: didn't molest anyone though. No, 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 but he's like sexual as fuck. No, he converted He was like a Jehovah mm-hmm. though uh, uh,
3: he, t- <laughs> he was a Jehovah He still
1: played Darling Nikki at the end so. They would
3: call him Brother Or wait What do they call Jehovah's? Yeah, I think so Like yeah. People didn't even know him
1: As brother. Prince It was like Brother Brother
3: brother, brother Prince The Prince. artist Prince. formerly Known as Prince Now known <laughs> as Brother Brother that. <laughs> so yeah. it's what yeah. Jehovah's Call each other
1: Dude, we should do A Prince episode I feel like we talk About Prince so much Prince That's and like, Jackson
2: Yeah, but
1: Yeah, yeah. Prince for sure Okay, I want to do Prince Prince, because I love the conspiracies that are tied to Prince. He what? was
4: very evolved. And and that's a thing. He was very woke. I mean, of all the famous people we brought up, Marilyn Monroe, JFK, Prince, Michael Jackson, all woke AF. That's true. <laughs> all woke. <laughs> you know, nobody wants those fools alive. That's true. I understand yeah, that's
2: that. That's true. Goddamn Republicans. But I think I, I suggest
3: a trip yeah. down to like Runyon Canyon and then I'm down I really for that. There's I'm so, so down park. for that. Like, the sequoias, like, it's like this
4: oh,
1: secluded yeah. rural area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm what, so down for that. I didn't know that about that part. What? The rural park? What is it? it called? Runyon? Runyon, 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 Runyon Park? I'm so down My for that. My dad hikes that.
3: There's really? like a vibe. Oh, like you just get a, a vibe, like just going up there. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. like, it I don't know
1: that
4: that sounds and funny, complete
3: silence. It's, it's very stupid. quiet and it's like I don't know. You just feel like you don't want to walk alone. Mm. You want to yeah. have someone walking with you.
4: Yeah, and that's that's the David Politis thing too. Like his his suggestions to all of his listeners is like. Who's
2: David Politis? Uh,
4: he's a retired yeah. detective. Yes, yeah. uh-huh. detective. And, um, he got involved in missing persons cases, and so he was actually searching for Bigfoot.
1: Yeah. want we hear the story of how he got involved? Or are we going to tell it? You know, yeah.
4: Know? Our, uh, so, yeah, he was out searching for Bigfoot. There had been a lot of Bigfoot sightings in some state parks, uh, mostly Yosemite. And then, um, he was staying in a hotel out there, and then two, um... Park rangers, Rangers, uh, state officers, not in uniform, knocked on his door and told him, Hey, there's some stuff that we've been told not to talk about. We'd like to uh, debrief you on it and see what you think and just, like, tell you what we know. And so then that began his investigation, and he's discovered that it's a lot of children missing. Um, They were either out of sight, either too far ahead of the group or too far behind, just out of sight. These people would go missing, and they said it would seem like the world stood still. Mm. And then they would just disappear. And it was like, they're there, next second they're gone. They would be searching everywhere. And it's like, these state troopers are on it. Like, as soon as someone goes missing, like, they're going to send out search and rescue.
1: Yeah. Basically what they told him was like, hey, you need to investigate this because they don't keep track of how many people go missing every year. And and it's like a ridiculous number. Like I think what is it? Is it Sequoia the one that's nearby? Yosemite. Yosemite, Yosemite has the and highest. Yeah. It's so uh, weird because
3: it's just like a few hours away from here. Yosemite yeah. Yosemite like averages like two hundred
1: people going missing a year. And you would think you would hear about two hundred people going Ooh, missing every year. Wow. But you don't. Yeah. Like and that's the scary part. And that he just asks, like, hey, I'm just doing research, is there any way I can get uh keep track of the people that have gone missing? And they're like, no, we don't keep track of that. And then he's like, you guys don't keep track of all the people that go missing every year? And they're like, well, we do, but you're going to need to pay. And it was like a million dollars per, like, yeah, was... something like that. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And that's just Yosemite alone. Like, Is it people it's... in general
2: or is it children? Because a big well, thing I'm noticing is, is like...
4: German men, mostly men, and children.
1: The, the thing about it is... And if
4: they're girls, they look like men or they're kind of androgynous
1: one of the Mm -hmm. one of the things that so a lot of them will disappear and never be found the ones that are sometimes found are children and they're found in locations that like the top of a mountain that like a child would never like an experienced hiker would have trouble getting up there Wow! Mm -hmm. and they're found weeks later like so something one of the scary ones that you hear about is one of the kids Uh, they asked him, how did you survive? We survived three weeks without food or shelter in the middle of, like, I think it was like the middle of, not, um.
4: Just like bad weather. Yeah, just,
1: it was like bad weather. So like, you, it was like, how did you do that? And he said, oh, that very nice bear kept feeding me berries. Yeah. And then he, they were like, what the hell are we talking about? A bear was feeding you berries? And he's like, yeah, uh, that bear just took me, took me home and fed me berries until the weather was good enough to so I me go home.
4: Oh, yeah. And uh, a lot of these disappearances happen around huckleberries.
1: Oh, yeah. There's this whole thing bushes. about berries where, like, yeah, people either report report someone was feeding them berries or they come back and they have berries in their pockets. It's really weird.
3: And then that's hey, where scared.
1: this whole
4: thing <laughs> All right, I'm done. ties into the duendes because people believe that the things taking these children are the duendes, which, mm-hmm. you know... The duendes protect the gardens, they protect nature, they protect the forests, etc, etc. And so, like, there have been stories about the duendes that I've looked up where, you know, they warn you not to go alone outside, don't play alone outside, because, like, they'll take you away to their magical place and then time doesn't exist there. So that's why I'm saying, like, it makes sense. I mean, I'm not the most knowledgeable in physics, but... In terms of physics, it would make sense to me that if there's something breaching our physical world, that not only our physical, what we see, what we perceive as reality has changed, but, you know, actual reality has changed. Time, you know, linear time.
2: Well, like you said, too, like, if something gets turned on, something has to turn off. Yeah. time would have to turn off.
4: And then they just, well, they just saw gravitational waves they've just witnessed these uh, they've witnessed two neutrons colliding in space and it actually creates the opposite of a black hole it's kind of like a white hole and it's actually where a black hole is the um the absence, the absence of, light. of light these white holes are just like pure light that is happening and einstein predicted this long ago and now it's just been proven they just won the nobel prize this is some real shit And so another thing that Einstein theorized was M theory. And now M theory is that along with our dimension, here we are in the third dimension, there are eight more for a total of 11 dimensions in total. One dimension would be a dot, two dimensions would be a line, three dimensions would be a cube. Fourth dimension looks a little weird, but imagine like two cubes overlapping it gets more and more complicated as the dimensions increase. Now, to me, this only proves, well, I mean, assuming that what Einstein theorized, if he's theorizing gravitational waves, which we thought (laughs) improbable uh, however many years ago. (laughs) Uh So Einstein theorized also M-theory. Now... Physics works, in our third dimension, how physics works. Gravity. We have gravity. We have linear time. We have kinetic movement. We have uh, projectiles at an angle. You know, things work a certain way. We don't know how things work in these other dimensions at all. We know how a dot on a piece of paper behaves. We know how a line behaves. It's geometry. We know how cubes are. That's volume. We know our anatomy. When it comes to the fourth dimension, we don't know shit about it. So even just going to that next dimension, that fourth dimension, which is where people believe these aliens, ghosts, and entities come from, like, even that, we're just stumped by. So we're pretty much stuck at three. Einstein theorized at least 11 in total. Who the fuck knows what's out there? And it's not even gonna abide by anything we know.
2: And if we're trying to figure out them, you gotta think that they're trying to figure out us.
4: Hell yeah. And in terms of the universe, Earth is in the boonies. We're like, the new, we're
3: fairly new.
1: You know what's funny you say that about Earth being in the boonies? There's are like in this, the fucking boonies. There's like this whole theory going on about how like the most advanced alien civilizations would be on the very outskirts of the universe because the, <laughs> only, thing enough, the <laughs> only thing strong enough It's not us. The only thing strong enough to like power their like civilizations would be the absence of heat which would be at the edge of the universe which theoretically would be constantly expanding oh it'd be like which would be constantly the coldest it could anything could ever be so that's the only thing i don't know they're just just crazy shit i don't know i don't want to ramble too much about that crazy kind of shit but yeah man that's that shit's wild (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I wish Dio Hughley was here yeah.
3: I'm, <laughs> Me too I'm done, I'm scared I gotta sleep <laughs> with the lights on Dude, watch watch over the... I just saw this meme
4: I should are, but I was like The Dwendes protect the gardens, deal with it Like you know <laughs> I-, I was raised with just superstitious family members and Is that the like, same oh, as yeah.
2: like the white owl that, like, wa- that flies overhead and you have to cuss it out Dwendes? Dude I it's saw like a, it's a, like a white little owl person. Once. Oh
1: Actually, like David <gasps> the Gnome? Yeah
4: I have another
2: what? story. Oh, they
1: just saw a duende in the room. No, I did that not. That freaked see me it. out. Actually, I was like, "Oh but shit!" This is a duende in the room.
4: Okay, so speaking of downtown Bakersfield, oh shit! So me and a couple buddies um were scoping out the Scottish Freemason Temple downtown, which we I want to go to. Have one of those? We have a Scottish no, Freemason sure. Temple.
2: I want to go to one of those. And cool. one of the it's podcasts here. I was listening to, he said that they went there and they'll actually show you around. Yeah, uh, now we'll, I went with Daniel. Oh, you did? Yeah. Damn, I want to go. That's pretty cool. I
3: want to go too, you can't
2: go. If you're a woman. Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, uh,
3: you're a woman. Assholes. Yeah. You hey,
4: hey, white, hey, white man.
1: <laughs> I'm, in. I'm I'm surprised also that white he man. and a man. Well, you kind of act oh white sometimes. I'm Daniel, Daniel was really <laughs> white. Daniel was like paper white. Yeah. So. Damn. So, anyways, well, you
2: went to or er,
1: yeah,
4: Scottish Freemason temple, and we all saw a white owl just fly right above us, and we all looked at each other like, we all saw that.
2: Which is crazy because, like, owls are, like, the sign of, like, or, like, are big, like, in those, like, secret societies. Like, the, what's the Bohemian Grove or whatever? We were literally
4: on the steps of the Scottish Freemason Temple when we saw the owl. That's bizarre. And we had no idea.
2: And which is downtown again, right by where all those tunnels and shits are at.
4: Speaking of tunnels, I just have all the stories. Yeah. I'm a Scorpio, so I guess I attract <laughs> all the, you
3: know,
2: all the cuckooies Okay. The cuckoo Landias.
4: Oh, oh, God,
3: you're so dumb. That's
4: no,
2: because we were listening to that song by fucking. So I love that
3: Dina song. Do, 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 do. No, he said, "What does he say?"
1: Morena. No,
3: welcome to <laughs> <laughs> So Landias. <laughs> <so, so, so. laughs> Some shit
1: Welcome like that. Sorry, go, go. So she's all like, "You got to drop
2: that reference, like, in your next podcast." And oh, I did twice can. already, so I'm very <laughs> proud of myself. Yeah.
1: we should definitely. I like where you're going with the um, David Politis and like the whole. We get it to like the 37th man. parallel, which I've scared. mentioned before. Well, I
4: want to explore. I, I first want to explore some of these rural areas, and then we can talk about our experiences. I think in- we
3: should go to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Canyon, just run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we can and then run back make a down out of it it's a good workout Then so there's like grow. that creepy um,
4: central
1: park
3: there's like a cave up there too like oh, my shit. dad would always take us they film those shitload of movies there. what is that cave called i don't know at the top mm-hmm. of my head but it's a cave like once you run up there on running canyon there's a cave <laughs>
1: something just hit your window I think Dude, that's I- a dog. So. Oh.
3: yeah don't get scared but right, so yeah, there's, there's a cave and it's <laughs> popular for filming but when you walk in there, it's like quiet, oh dark, you don't, you know, you forget there's a city in there.
2: I got a cave story I want to tell. This cave is, story! This is, this is the story of how Jacob Pixton got arrested. Oh, oh, yeah. Which I don't really talk about a lot because it's kind of embarrassing, so don't get your hopes up. But anyways, we're all bored, kind of like how we, um, oh, Bronson.
3: Bronson well, Canyon. There's a cave, like there's a picture, and it... It's just like a little circle and it's so dark in there and wet. Like I, I
2: don't know. A wet. Sorry. Cave. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. Anyways, so we were bored one day and my friend was like, Hey, let's go up to Kern Canyon. There's a bunch of caves up there. Creeps. And um, yeah, he's like, I hear it's haunted. Let's go. Yeah. And so typical like eighteen year old, nineteen year olds or whatever, I was like, Fuck it, I'm down. I really didn't want to go to the gym anyways. So anyways, I had on this, like, loud-ass shirt, right? Like, it's... Like, when Famous Stars and Straps was, like, a big thing. Yeah. So, I had this big blue, like, Famous Stars and Straps shirt on. And then, like, these bright blue, like, gym shorts on from East. Because, like, I just graduated East High. So, I had, like, this bright blue uh, workout attire on. So, remember that. So, we go to, like... go We go, like, 30 minutes into, like, Kern Canyon or whatever. And, like, clockwork, we see all these fucking caves so we go in them and we just see nothing but like you know like all these bats and stuff and they're literally like just big enough for like one person to go single file like a a group of people to go single file in. and so you see all these bats flying out you see all these crazy things and then all of a sudden you see like this um a skeleton in there and so we book it out of there we run we're like fuck that i ain't trying to get involved in no like murder thing there's Or or too brown to get caught up in all this shit. Mm -hmm. So, we go to see something else. So, we go to Jack in the Box. And we're talking like, wow, that was crazy. And my friend Chris, at the time, he was just like, hey, you guys want to go to an abandoned mental hospital? And we're like, "Uh, no, not really. Like, we just saw a fucking dead skeleton, like, up in the fucking Kern Canyon. Like, I ain't trying to fuck with that. And he goes, alright, let's go. And so, like, (laughs) we're all, like, in, like, two cars. Like, packed in two cars. And so, him... And somebody else drive or whatever. And so we all really don't have any other choice other than finish our fucking... Um, fucking Egg chickens? Yeah, our fucking jack-in-the-box and fucking just follow them where they might be. And so on our way there, Chris is all telling us, like, okay, hey, it was like a, a mental institution. Like, we're like, you know, thousands of people died. Like, totally, like, putting this place over and probably lying about, like, 99% of it. But, like, slowly but surely, like, he's converting everyone to, like, hey, let's go in there. Let's go explore it or whatever. And so, I'm like, man, this sounds like a fucking bad idea. Like, I'm already, like, like my preservation senses is already like, no, Jacob, just go home. Just go home. Just go home. And so, we get there. And, yep, it is. It's an abandoned mental hospital. And I'm a good boy at this time. I've never been in trouble or whatever. And I didn't know. It was, like, right behind, like, Juvie, Juvenile Hall. Um, right. And so... Like, it's, like, all these buildings are county buildings. So, of course, they got, like, all these infrared, like, sensors or whatever. And so, my friend Chris, his bright-ass idea is to jump the fence and go in there. And so, he starts breaking windows and, like, trying to get into, like, these, like, you know, hallways and stuff to go check it out or whatever. And so, I was like, is anyone going to go after him and get him? Because, like, we can't just leave our friend in there, like, breaking shit. And so, I go over the fence to go get him out. And all of a sudden, I just hear, like, six or seven sirens pull up or whatever. And I'm like, God damn it. And that black friend I was telling you about earlier, he jumped over too to tell us like, hey, the cops are here. You guys need to get the fuck out. And so Chris hears it. He starts running. Obviously, the cops have this place like surrounded or whatever. He gets caught. He gets slammed to the ground and like, you know, beat up or whatever. like. And um, the cops are beating him up and like, what the fuck are you doing in here? And so then my friend, my, the black friend or whatever, Terrell, he he jumps out of the fence. And he's like, whoa, 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 and like all like five or six cops like grab him, slam him to the ground, fucking like right in the middle of the street, like in, uh, water and stuff like that. And I was like, fuck that. And so like I calmly like get out of the, the like go around like the building or whatever. I don't jump over any fence. And I literally could have like hit Mount Vernon and just like escaped all of this. But, like, I go up to the cops. I'm, like, I'm calling my friends in the car, like, hey, let's go up there and, like, try to, like, you know, smooth talk our friends out of this or whatever. Because the cops are, like, beating the shit out of our two friends right now. And so I go up to the cops and I was, like, hey, I – sorry, officers. Like, you know, what was going on is, like, Chris was trying to say this place was haunted. We went over to get him out. Like, he's a little crazy. Like, sorry about this. And all of a sudden, like, six or seven officers, they start beating me up or whatever. And so – to make a long story short, I knew one of the uh, sheriff's officers or whatever. He was one of the um, dads in my mom's daycare. And he was like, what the hell are you guys doing in there? And I was like, Ian, check it out. Like, it's literally like an episode of Scooby-Doo. We went to like, go like, we were bored and so everybody wanted to go see something scary. We went to Kern Canyon and we saw some crazy stuff there. And I did tell him about the dead body because I was like, we're in enough fucking trouble as it oh, is.
0: Oh,
2: God. And so I was like, no, we just saw some crazy stuff out there and we decided to like, his idea was to come here. They all drove here. We were kind of just, you know, you know, hostages at this point to to their car. And he was just like, well, who else in that car is going to tell me the truth? And so I said, hey, yeah, I go talk to my other friend. My other friend cooperates with my story. I kind of get out of it. and But I get this big old fucking ticket and this, um, what's it called? Not a fucking felony, but misdemeanor. a misdemeanor for prowling or whatever. Wow. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm trying to be a good friend here. Trying to get my friend out of this. "Quote unquote haunted fucking uh, mental institution." So I was like, you know what? Like that place had better fucking be haunted for me to fucking like pay this like five hundred dollar fine. I think I was like on court probation for three years. Oh my gosh! Like I had to literally like wait like a year after I graduated like Cal State before I can apply to like any real job because I oh. kept coming up like on my record. And I was like,
4: oh my god!
2: Fuck, I'm not a criminal. So I did a little bit of research, and I guess like that whole area is like hell haunted. I guess, like, um, back in the day, um, like, this guy and his wife, they got into a big argument, and he shot her head off. Oh, wow. Yeah, with a shotgun, like, because there's houses, like, right in front of all this, um, this little mental institution, or institution, or whatever the hell it was, and so there's that story, and then, I guess, there, there was a lot of patients that died due to, like, you know, some orderly, that, um... Syphilis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking them. The but, silent um, killer.
1: Yeah, but no,
2: like, there was, like, an orderly that would, like, you know, because these people were mentally disturbed, you know, because I guess Mary Kay Shell like, that office is, like, right around the corner from there as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, I guess some orderly or some, you know, assistant uh, would, you know, abuse some of these um, patients. patients, And they say that, like, some of their ghosts still, like, haunt, like, that whole area, which leads into the tunnels again, (laughs) because those tunnels run... Because KMC is right across the street from East High. yeah. And I guess they built some of those tunnels or some of those tunnels were built in case of, you know, an atomic bomb dropping. Yeah. And so there's tunnels that link, you know, East High to KMC, um, KMC to, you know, all these, you know, other facilities, you know, nearby. And I guess that apparently there's another tunnel that runs from BHS all the way to East to KMC as well. And I guess like in 1952, there was a big earthquake that happened. And I guess there was always, like, constant construction, because, you know, Mount Vernon is a big, you know, um, hub of activity. So, you know, you get a lot of cars running up and down that area, especially, like, in the 50s where, you know, the big car boom happened. You know, there's going to be a lot of, like, you know, maintenance and, com- you know, construction going on in that area. So I guess, like, there was a big earthquake in 1952, and I guess, like, a lot of workers died underground. Oh, wow. And they said that to this day... Um, A lot of those tunnels are haunted. Like people will hear like, you know, people like either, you know, like ghosts working, continuing their construction work or like, you know, asking for help or they hear screams or whatever. And the story I heard when I was going to East High is because you can actually go down to like the basement by where the bookstore is at. And you can see some of the entrances for some of these tunnels. Mm -hmm. They said they had to seal it off because too many people would go down there and go missing. yeah, so they actually like they sealed it off. Like I seen the actual like metal weld marks right yeah, there down there. I remember that. Yeah.
4: I went for like three months. Yeah. I've been under there. I went down there through Riley's one time. And then yeah, the tunnels were pretty freaky. It seemed like it was just like storage under Riley's at least. Um, but yeah, I went down there briefly. And then, um, there's a story that my grandma told me, um, about when she was being raised in Lamont, and then her brother and his friend were kind of adventurous, and they found an entrance to one of these underground tunnels, and apparently they saw something that scared them, and they never went down there again. But there, there are open, unsealed entrances in Lamont, I'm not sure where, but they're various ways to get down there, Mm -hmm. and they're Mm -hmm. running, they're running all beneath us, and apparently, there is a woman in Oleander who reported hearing knocking under her house, Mm. and then uh, it was under a rug, and so she moved this rug, and then she saw a trap door open, and she saw both a human and a a non-human being together. No, and they just closed the trap door. And she just never talked about it ever again.
2: Holy fuck that. Yeah. Um,
4: Those are old houses too. Yeah, and Oleander, like also downtown.
2: Oh yeah, that's- and th- that's another reason too they said that a lot of houses, um, like downtown, like my house is just like a fucking um, concrete a cement. slab. Yeah, concrete slab. A lot of houses in downtown Bakersfield.
3: They have crawl spaces and in basements. Mm-hmm. Insurance.
2: And they said a lot of that has to do because of um, how conservative this town was. They said a lot of tu- um, those tunnels were built back when prohibition was big. Now mm. Bakersfield, being in between you know uh, Northern California and LA, being so close, was a big speakeasy town. And they said that um, there was a lot of you know uh, you know underground you know trading of alcohol and stuff like that, mm. like all of our bars that we have. Mm. You know you see all of these like you know tunnels and stuff, or the beginnings of some of these tunnels, is because You know, they would have, you know, like a storefront, like a flower shop or whatever. And like Jerry's Pizza, you'd go down to the basement and it would be a bar or something Mm -hmm. totally different. Mm -hmm. And um, they said the reason why some of those tunnels were built is to be an escape route from the authorities.
0: Oh, shit.
2: And they said, too, the reason why it's not talked about. And because they said, like, when they were building the... They're talking about the bullet train coming through uh, Bakersfield. um, I guess somebody Mm -hmm. in the city council was saying... Hey, hey, why don't we use this as, you know, a tourist spot? You know, like, hey, explore, you know, the underground, you know, Bakersfield tunnels. <laughs> oh, and then oh. I guess they got shut down because no. they said that, I guess for a while, like in Bakersfield, they, um, they had this big thing, too, like where there was a whole ring of child molesters. <laughs> I like it. The people, the people in power, like, you know, people in the city council, uh, the county management, you know, mayor's office and DA or whatever. Um, they said that they were involved in this. And this is how they would do that underground sex slave or underground, you know, sex trade is through those tunnels. And that's why you had like the Lords of Bakersfield, where they said that, you know, they would falsely accuse other people of these crimes so that they can get away with it. They would, you know, throw a distraction to somebody else. Wow. And, and they said that's another reason why they try to like anytime that's like the questions raised, like, hey, why don't we use this, you know, for, you know, tourism purposes, you know, so we can profit off of it. Immediately gets shut down because they said even to the day something. Like that might still be happening right now.
1: I think it is. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I definitely think it is. Bakersfield has a bad history, like with its police force here. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about it on that episode we did last time with the uh, John Wang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's a bad history here.
2: And I guess, I guess too, like to. Um continue on this. Like I remember a couple years ago, like there was somebody that in the police force, like he went crazy or whatever, and like all of a sudden he escaped custody or something like that. Yeah,
3: I maybe. remember. Wasn't you, he shot?
2: I think so. I'm not sure. Like I, I'd have to research it again. I was like vaguely researching it while I was actually like working at work. <laughs> so like don't quote me on any of this. But um one of the articles I was I was trying to read was talking about he was trying to expose that that the tunnels underground were trying to were connected to some of the shadier shit that's just coming out right now. Like, our own, you know, sheriff's office, like people, how you mentioned last podcast, is actually, like, taking drugs and, you know, from criminals and then reselling them on the streets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's how they're doing it, is through these underground tunnels.
4: And they have so much protection. I feel like we're in such a conservative town that... You know, people would believe the police over anybody, especially if you're a person of color, even slightly. Like, in Oildale, like, when I used to live there, people would look at me and could tell I was a mixed race. And that's almost worse than being just, like, straight up, like, probably Mexican or, like... Yeah. an African American because like oh bastard. they look at me and it's like oh a white person fucked a Mexican person you're the worst <laughs> you're an alien you're, you're disgusting you're an alien literally like they they hate it they hate not white dangerous. people like, <laughs> they just hate everything not white I don't know yeah anything that's queer you know <laughs>
0: yeah
2: damn you mm. just said the keyword that's prohibited on this podcast
4: queer it, it just
3: well you
1: know it yeah. see we're not talking about ghosts i felt anymore. like it was
3: a good word to use cut it
2: yeah i think this is a good space spot. i would have made it weird by saying q word queer
1: queer we've done a lot not of taboo's on this episode yeah mm.
2: but anyways um
1: cut oh. that out. Queer. Queer. You, this is a good edit sound huh? i'm do do just gonna do do put do a
2: bunch do do of like do. dl hugley like fucking like <laughs> samples right there like So, anyways, uh, with all that said, everybody, I hope you guys have a happy Halloween. Uh, Please make sure if you like this episode or any of our past episodes, please share them. You know, give us some good word of mouth. Uh, Tell people to look us up on iTunes and subscribe. So like and
1: subscribe. Yeah. Don't
4: forget.
2: Fuck that bad guy. Yeah, never forget. (laughs) 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 Anyways, everybody, enjoy your Halloween. Have a good night. All right.